0: So about 2010, I would hear on the uh, television media's view of uh, people who were religious and their view of religion and their view of God. And I had a sense that it was very different from what the common person like myself, their view of God. So I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I could get 100 people to just tell us a, a God story, the human spirit... Uh, is uh, edified by story and so just hear story instead of theory and that might get us to understand what is actually going on so in 2010 uh, I had I was walking from st. Paul the cross church on a Saturday morning with a prospective presenter over to Panera and it was a cold, wintry day. The winds were blowing, and it was, it, was not, it was not pleasant outside. Well, about two months before that, I had been lecturing at mass. And you're supposed to make eye contact with everybody in the audience. And I noticed this one person who, by her demeanor, I thought to myself, wow, that person is really devoted. I didn't know who she was. But then I made it my business to ask her if she would present in the seminar series, and I was astounded when she said, absolutely not, because I said, why? She said, well, I'm just an accountant. What would you want with an, an accountant? And I, you know, I meekly said, you know, <laughs> you know, I tried to do as good as I can, did, did as good as I could, but... Um, uh, as a result of that, though, we did start a little relationship, and about uh, maybe two weeks later, she told me after Mass that there was a healing service going on uh, at a particular church and asked me, you know, why don't you go? So I invited Marianne, my wife, and she invited Jackie, her, her friend, and we went. And uh, the lady presenter, she went on her own, so it wasn't like, you know, we're just kind of like getting to know each other a bit. So we go up before the, uh, the healing priest, and um, he lays his hands on Mary Ann. She goes down, and Jackie and I are like, holy cow, nothing happened to us, and we're off on the side <laughs> <laughs> looking at her. It took a long time for her to get up. So after an experience like that, that broke the ice more with this lady too. And uh, then about two weeks later, I, you know, I could see what a truly spiritual person she was, and I asked her if she would meet with me, and she said that she would. So on our way over to Panera, uh, she started to tell me her story. And uh, as she told it to me, tears were streaming down my face. And by the time we got to Panera... Neither one of us would go inside, even though the wind is blowing and it's freezing cold, because what she was saying was so significant. And I had a distinct feeling that she had never told her story, her spiritual story, to another person. And more than that, nobody had ever asked her. And uh, she did end up presenting in the seminar series, and her talk is A Rose for Gaspa. Uh, Gaspa is Croatian for the Blessed Mother. And um, uh, some people have a, uh, uh, you know, she, excuse me, we corresponded uh, back and forth by email as it came closer for her time to present. And she sent me an email and she said, you know, I'm afraid to present, but I am not going to let my fear keep me from talking about, my God, I have an awesome God, and I want to talk about him. And she went on from there to get a master's degree in theology, and at this day and time, she is teaching uh, grade school theology. Uh, so here's a person, you, you have a stopgap. One of the things that I find is that some people have a stopgap. It's like a fuse or a circuit breaker that if they cross this boundary and talk about this spiritual matter, it would feel like it'd be blowing a fuse. And she had um, overcome that. And, uh, but uh, I had another presenter who uh, we met, but uh, he never did present in the seminar series, but I learned as much from him as those who do. And he started out our conversation by saying, Before God, I am an honest man. And I thought about that, and I thought how real that was. Because he was integrating his spiritual life with his everyday life, and he was drawing God into the conversation. And those words stuck with me. And from time to time, I'll use those words myself on an important occasion. The presenters in the seminar series have have given me sticky information. There has not been a presenter that I didn't get sticky information from. I remember the first presenter that I got who uh, told me he he presented in the seminar series, but he had just recently retired. And he told me that in his retirement, he would uh, do two things every day. He would witness beauty, like a sunset or a beautiful tree, take it in, and he would give candy to someone. And by candy, he meant that he would do something that they would appreciate that he was doing. So every person uh, gave, gave, gave me sticky information. And every person, I found this out, that every person has a story. There is no person who does not have a story. On my own, I would talk to people, and I have spoken to agnostics and atheists, and you have to phrase the question the right way. I said, um, do you uh, believe in a caring presence outside of yourself? Oh, yes, they do. So, And then they would tell you a story about something that serendipitous happened that they can't explain. So again, the human spirit is... Uh, craving to to come to God, and um, it's uh, it's universal. Um, the tears that I told you about that I had when I was talking to uh, the presenter about um, when she was telling me her story about Gaspa. Um, what I do is I use a protocol. it took me a while to figure out how to get the story out of a person. So what I ended up doing was I say, do you find in your workaday experience that from time to time you provide extreme value? And then they would say yes, and then I'd ask them to tell me a concrete example, and then that would become their story. So the seminar series is about stories. In about half of the cases, when they would tell me their story, uh, I would be moved to tears because um, I would say, did you feel a sense of humility at the same time that you provided extreme value? And they would say, yes. And I would say, well, I submit to you that when when we're in the presence of God, we feel small. And it's a gift that God gives us that we might know that we are not alone because even under the best of circumstances, you can never accomplish all that was accomplished. And um, so another common thing that a common theme that I find is uh, a palpable compassion. And uh, the sacramental life leads to compassion for others. and more than any other characteristic through these talks, uh, caring for others is something that comes about. I had one man who taught a uh, quality control. Uh, class in his uh, factory, and he made the invitation open for education to anybody in the factory. And one day he came into the uh, room where they were doing the training, and on the board it said, I am somebody. So his compassion for these people, he, he, he started to view people in a different way. Tragedies. Every parish has a tragedy, has more than one tragedy. Uh, whether it's the sudden death of a spouse in a young loving family, the unexpected death of a child, a tragic illness striking an innocent person. And this, these are things that happen in every parish. But what is unu- what was unusual was that the, they would talk about the outcome of their, their, their tragedy Uh, unsolicited so for example one time I was talking to a man and he was going to be talking uh, about a particular matter and he said Jeff he said I want to talk about the loss of my wife I want to talk about what that meant to me and he was a, uh, a police officer whose job was to bring the news of sudden death to people right here in Park Ridge And in his story that he presented to the audience, it was his wife who had died. And he said, you do not know what it is like to do that job until you get the knock on the door yourself. And, but the thing was, was that the resolution that Christ was in his life and that through the tragedy he had, um, uh, he had, it, it was a watershed moment so the local meaning of suffering was poignant because the true meaning of Christ's life was in his life too. And since then, many relevant resolution stories have come forth on their own and the sequel resolution stories, they just, they just came about. So it's curious to see that how through tragedy the answer of uh, the meaning of suffering uh, comes out in a, in a productive way direction, I I had a friend who was running videos in California doing the same same program, and he said, Jeff, okay, we're getting these videos, but what do we do after the people present? And we, we knew that it was taking us someplace, but we didn't know where, and after I had 100 videos, I've had 140 presenters so far, and after the about the 100th one, I, I did find the answer and the answer was a work meets faith small group. So this small group continues on and it meets uh, only nine times a year for two hours and we use uh, what we call relevant resolution storytelling. So someone will share a concern about their handling of some God thing and then the others in the group will tell stories if they have one related to that same topic. So I set out to uncover the true meaning of God in the lives of ordinary people like you and I, and I found the preciousness of God at work in the lives of these people. I I have two handouts tonight. Uh, One is uh, we're going to have next, in February, February 24th is Saturday at the beginning of Lent, there will be an assembly for people to try out a work meets faith small group. And if you like this, I think you'll like to try this small group idea out too. Uh, It's on a Saturday, it runs from 10 a.m. to noon time, and that's one of the handouts. And the other one is that I typed up, there's more things that I've learned from doing this seminar series, uh, but I don't want to go into all of it, so thank you. Does anybody have any questions? Yes, Cecilia. I'd actually like to
1: ask this question of all three of our presenters. I'm wondering if your individual faith journeys have had an impact on your family as well, your children your spouses. Barb? Uh, well, I have to say, uh, yeah, when I talk about, you know, uh, feeling that peace and everything else, I um, one of my sons is here. Um, it, it, it's, it's a big deal in a family going through that. And yes, it gets you closer and you um, you, know, you, you really prioritize uh, the things that are most important. So yes, for us it was as a family. Absolutely. How about you, Jeff? I, I, I don't feel that rush. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of us here, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: How about you, Jeff?
1: I'm single, and I have a small family. I have my brother and uh, my two nephews, and I adore Justin and Stephen. And they're they're crazy teenagers right now. (laughs) They're 17 seniors in high school. And I have been trying to find a way that I can relate to them with referring to things of God, because they've changed from when I left, When I used to talk to them, and it's kind of difficult for me to do that, but I pray that I can reach them, because I would like to see them get more involved in the church. They've never really been churchgoers mm-hmm. my brother's family. My brother and I were raised Catholic, we went to uh, Catholic elementary school, and uh, St. Zachary's in his wings, and my brother got turned off by something that happened, never really went back. And basically kind of the same thing happened with me. And I wanted to come back because I felt that it was going to be the best thing
0: I could do to save my soul. Well, my answer would be that uh, the seminar series has profoundly changed my life. And to the degree that I have changed, and changed change for the better, then it may impact my family. But there's nothing direct or overt uh, that I can point to that said, you know, here's the change. Any other questions? And, uh, Thanks, how me. did you come up with the idea, the concept? Uh, I was in church, and uh, I was hearing the gospel, and I had this prompting inside myself, like, holy cow, did you hear what just happened there? You know, where Christ is... They're trying to nail him right and left, and he's got an answer. And it's like, I, you know, I wanted to talk to somebody. And, um, and uh, that, that prompting was a precursor of this desire to find out what really is the case. My initial efforts didn't work. I, the first person I talked to, I said, hey, would you like to have coffee after Mass? And he thought I was selling him something. <laughs> My second effort came kind of through the men's club. That guy back there, John Nesbitt, he, he roped me into a men's club meeting. Anyway, in any event, we got the seminar series possibly going, and his response to the board of directors of the men's club was, I'd never present, but I'd go to all of the presentations. <laughs> and, but he did present, and he does come to all the presentations. Any other questions? Well, I'm mostly grateful to everybody here for making this seminar series what it is. And if you know of a person uh, who would make a good presenter, or if you yourself feel like you would like to present, please send an email to Maureen. Maureen has done an amazing job at, uh, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to end up, we end up with these videos at Loquay TV, and you can see these hundred stories. If you want to know the stories that I cried about, uh, there's a uh, faith enrichment category that's called presence of God, and I thought, you know, that would be more palpable, the real presence of God. Those that hit hit that, and all the ones that are like that will come up. But in any event, Maureen has done a terrific job at learning these uh, these these steps. And, uh, but she is not a salesperson. <laughs> and so she said, you feed me names. And she knows how to interview the people and uh, does a great job. Uh, so, but at this point, I feel like God is calling me not to do this. God is calling me to have others do this. And isn't this what we're called to do anyway? So I'm depending upon you. We're going through a transition here. Anything else? Well, well, thank you. Thank you
1: so much.